ghosts, specters, whatever you want to call them, they've been around for thousands of years. Apparently she died from a tooth infection in one of the upstairs rooms in the house. As in the locations they haunt. History of a Haunting podcast tells you all about these famous, infamous, and almost famous locations. And why they became terrifying places to visit. Grab a glass of wine and settle in with your hosts, Archie. I mean, that was definitely the wrong thing to do. And Carrie. Nobody asked for it, Carrie. Nobody fucking asked for it. But hey, my podcast, and I'll say what I fucking want. (laughs) Two people just winging it in life and this podcast. So enjoy this week's episode of History of a Haunting. Welcome to History of a Haunting. We are back with a brand new episode. I am one of your hosts, Carrie Hopper. I am your other co-host, Laura Ackerman. And I am your other host, Archie Bays. And welcome to... This might be our first live recording. Well, I mean, we're all alive. We're all live. Yeah. Yeah. So... I have the pleasure of telling you all that we are going to the Pitak Mansion in Portland, Oregon, the United States of America. Yes, yes. So, Laura, have you heard of this location? I have not. Really? No. Generally, Laura has heard of a location and Archie hasn't. Archie, have you heard of this location? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, there, okay. We're, yeah, keep well, it. All right. Thank God. Yeah. Because I was like, wait, what is happening? <laughs> Something's um, wrong. Something is wrong. Um, I do want to do a little caveat to what Archie said. We are releasing this episode when he says sort of live. We're we're releasing this episode unedited. Uh, So we're going to try real, real hard to stay focused, stay on point. It will fail. And (laughs) you're going to see behind the curtain. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and um, it's a, it's a bigger shit show behind the curtain than what we actually give you guys every week. Uh, so, for for instance, the name of the Zoom link was was what was it, Carrie? Uh, crap fest recording. Crap fest recording. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I stand by that. Uh, so anyway, we're gonna just jump right in. We're not gonna have any promos. Nothing like that. We don't have any Patreons of the week. Um, All of our Patreons are Patreons of the week. And we love you all. Thank you so much for hanging in with us. And thank you all so much for being understanding when we um, release your exclusive content as actual episodes when we are not able to record. And we haven't been able to record in a few weeks because I packed up my entire family of six into my car and drove us from Phoenix to Raleigh, North Carolina. So, uh, yeah, I did. I left, I left the guys and, um, moved my family to, uh, Raleigh where we are having a brand new home built and, um, it's not ready yet. So we are currently staying at an extended stay America. Um, which sounds amazing. With with shitty Wi-Fi. (laughs) <laughs> Shitty Wi-Fi. We're currently using my personal hotspot from my phone to record this. <laughs> and we'll see how well that lasts. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, 
you know, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky. Uh, There's a a fair amount of police activity that goes on here. Um, Police are here often to some of the various guests. And um, it it feels like we have never left the house in Phoenix we were at. (laughs) You say police activity like it's a bad thing. Right? (laughs) Little little bit better climate. It's like neighborhood watch. Uh, right, yeah. They're always here. But They're, your neighborhood is always being Your car is so watched. safe. <laughs> yeah, so we um, we had a really great road trip. We went from Phoenix to Van Horn, Texas, uh, up to Dallas. Um, I, I love you, Texas. You are one of our top states every week. Uh, but the oil fields of Texas, that drive is kind of boring and ugly, although... Uh, I was really fascinated by those, what did I call them guys last time? They were like oil flares or oil sticks or oil, mm-hmm. you know? Oil oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, the gas, the, the natural gas flares. Yeah, yeah, I was really kind of fascinated by that. Um, we didn't, uh, fortunately, we left so that there was that crazy winter storm that obliterated like the entire, like all of Texas and most of the deep south. Um, we left two weeks after that. And then well, by the time we got here, then yesterday, we had a bunch of crazy storms that, uh, again, obliterated the deep south with tornadoes and all of that fun stuff. Um, so we were under tornado warnings, tornado watches. It was a little crazy. Uh, we were recording this on Friday, March 19th. So literally just yesterday, all of that was going on. Uh, fortunately, uh, we didn't get anything. They were talking about egg-sized hail, and I'm like, my car, oh, my God. Um, but then the tornadoes were up where the house is, so the house that I'm buying is about 30 miles from where we are currently staying. And that's where all the tornado warnings were. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, my mom and I were, like, very intently watching the news last night. But um, it's... We've been here for a couple of weeks. Everything is wonderful and and everything is great. We love the city. We love um, the climate. It was 42 for the high today and it was drizzly and cold and windy all day. We loved it. Um, (laughs) We loved it. Uh, I did get to, I took my mom to Dealey Plaza when we were in Dallas and she loved that. Um, For the youngins that are listening, that is... (laughs) In um, da- downtown Dallas, that is where JFK was shot and killed. Um, so they have a wonderful memorial there. So we got to see that. Um, I did send Archie and Laura pictures along the way. And I think Archie and I agreed the most disconcerting part of that whole uh, area in downtown Dallas is they actually have an X marked in the road where his car oh, was. Where yeah. He was shot. Yeah. That I was mean, a little disconcerting, but very necessary. I think it was very, very necessary, but it really just, especially for, I think, our generation, really kind of, like, drove it home. Well, that was a terrible pun. I didn't even mean to say that. Um, It just kind of emphasized the matter. Um, For my mom, I think it was seeing the Texas um, School Book Depository and also seeing they have a spot in – Laura, have you been there? I have not, actually. You haven't? They have a – uh, not like a little sign that's planted like on the grassy knoll of where Abraham Zepruder filmed the famous Zepruder film. 
they have a sign that that's where he was standing when he filled it. So I think when my mom saw that, that kind of, because she remembers when it happened. So um, that was really wonderful. And then after we left there, we went there first thing in the morning, we buzzed straight down to St. Francisville, Louisiana and toured the Myrtle's Plantation, which... Archie, I, you know how I was when we pulled up in front, we like pulled up in front of the Winchester Mystery House yep. and I got all excited. It was the same exact mm-hmm. thing. I was freaking out. Oh my God. Oh my God. And um, so because of COVID and everything, it wasn't busy. My mom and I had our own personal tour. I want to give a big shout out to Jill, who was our tour guide. She was lovely and amazing. So we got to have the entire house to ourselves and just take a nice slow tour and like really talk to her, ask her questions. It was phenomenal. And my mother had the best time. That's amazing. Yeah. And you guys both know how my mom feels about haunted stuff. So she was like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, it's just a history tour. And she's like, welcome to the Myrtles mystery tour. And I'm like, my mom looked at me like, excuse me. (laughs) Like she immediately knew it was a ghost tour. And I'm like, too late. Let's go. (laughs) She's going, we're, we're losing her. Come on, mom, let's go. (laughs) Um, So we had the, we did, we got to, it was just her and I, and it was, it was phenomenal. You guys, I, I highly recommend it. The drive to the Myrtles plantation is through um, the smallest part, like the smallest towns of Louisiana. So you really feel like you're in um, the state. You're not in like new Orleans where it's, you know, it's, the French quarter and it's busy and it's, you know, it was, it was lovely, lovely. I cannot say enough amazing things about Jill and Miss Connie uh, and the Myrtles plantation. So uh, I recommend everybody go there. Uh, And then after that, we went to new Orleans. So we did do that. We ate fried alligator, which I actually didn't mind. Oh, my mother, she didn't like it. (laughs) I've had it before too. I don't mind it at all. I don't mind it at all. I mean, it did. It was just like little like fried, like almost like chicken nuggets. But according to my mom, they tasted squishy and koi. So they had, they had like a spice taste to them. So they each ate one, but koi tried it, which I think was, you know. That's, that's impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. My mom wasn't going to try it. And then koi's like, all right, I'll try it. And so I was like, well, if he's going to, you have to. Because koi, (laughs) when koi was. For sure. 10 right around the age where money starts to become a big deal for kids and they want cash i offered koi 20 dollars to try a spear a spear of broccoli and he was like no thank you oh i well you know i have the same fight with zane all the time and so i make up i try to make up creative names and broccoli Mm. is um we eat little trees You know, we have pizza chicken, we eat little, yeah. tree, little trees, like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So once Koi um, was like, I'll try it. My mom was like, well, shit, now I've got to. <laughs> 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 and um, yeah, I, yeah, it wasn't bad. I didn't mind it at all. Especially when you like load them up with a ranch. Like, right. It's sort of, it, it it's like anything else fried, you know, like a chicken nugget or anything like that. Like it's very. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the texture oh, cool. is slightly different than chicken, but it doesn't taste like chicken. Everything everything tastes like chicken, but it didn't taste like chicken. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Taste <laughs> it's gross either. Like, no, it's somewhere I would say more near the consistency of like a frog leg. I don't know uh, what that is. Which is a little bit chewier. Uh, a little bit chewier, yes. So then more than chicken, but 
all in all, yeah. they're fine. Yeah. I it wouldn't go great. out of my way to order them again. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's one of those things that you try and, mm-hmm. kinda, you know, yeah. Like it's worse than mm-hmm. Archie, would you oh, try yeah. it? I, I would. Um, I was just thinking that there's, there's a funny situation where people who have food issues yeah. are more inclined to try new things when they're presented in a way that they're familiar with. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> like who, who in their right mind would have an elk burger? Well, I enjoy burgers. If you're presenting this meat in a way that I recognize as a burger, I'm more yeah. likely to try it. The same thing with alligator is like chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. quote. Yeah. Thing, you know, that kind of thing. If it's something you recognize as something you like, if it's a different meat source, well, it's easier to try. Well, ex- that's actually a very I, good point. I think it's great. Because... You two have had had dim sum before me. And then Archie, mm-hmm. when we went into, into Chinatown, San Francisco that morning and you ordered for us, I was like, okay, maybe I'll try the chicken feet if he orders it. But then it like actually looked like chicken feet. And I'm like, no, don't better not order it because you're wasting your money. I ain't touching the thing. <laughs> so you're right. No, I like... wouldn't touch chicken feet. <laughs> The funny thing is, I don't like, so the Chinese way where they, um, it's more gelatinous. The chicken Mm. feet, I don't enjoy, but when they're um, like more crisped up, they're actually really good. Do they look like chicken feet though? Yeah, dude, for real, you just pick them up and eat them. But you know, I don't have that weirdness. Like I will, like, I love to try new things and new food. So like I do all kinds of stuff outside my comfort zone a lot. So for me, it's not that big of a deal. If I for me, it's usually like if I don't, if I try it and I don't like it, okay, I don't like it, but what, why not try it? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm more like inclined to like with Archie. Like if I, <laughs> if it looks like something that I've eaten before, I'm more likely to try it. And that's what, that's what the guy said at the, at the seafood restaurant we had got the fried alligator. And mm-hmm. he was like, it looks like chicken nuggets. And so I thought, well, Okay. My mom immediately was like, no, no. When I went to order it, she was like, no, no. Uh-uh. And she was paying. She was like, I'm not, I'm not eating that. And I'm like, come on, we're in New Orleans. we got to try it. <laughs> she was dead set against it. And then Koi was like, all right, I'll give it a try. And then she absolutely, then she had to, she was like, well, I can't, you know, cause she's still to this day endeavoring to get him to try new food. So if he was willing to try Gator, then she had to too. But um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. We went to the LaLori Mansion, which of course is a private residence. So we didn't get to go in it. Um, but I thought a lot about Laura. No offense. I'll explain this in a minute while we were there. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> the LaLora Mansion. No. But <laughs> I thought a lot about. Well, I like the ring of that though. Well, tell me more. Yes, Um, I did. I thought a lot about you and what you you often say about um, perception. And when you know something terrible has happened in a place, it just already makes that place scary and creepy. Mm -hmm. So it literally looks like an un. I mean, it looks like any other building down in the French Quarter. And if you don't know it exists or who she was or what happened there, it just looks like a pretty great building that, you know, whatever. And so Koi was asking me, he was like, why did you want to see this? And so I was telling him, 
you know, this is, we did an episode on this. It's super haunted. And he's like, oh, what happened? And so I told him and I pointed out to him because I think one of the most fascinating things about the building today is when the fire happened, when the slave set the fire and the fire happened, Archie, you remember, and Laura, you know the story, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so the firemen were going to put the fire out and they broke open a window on the second floor because that's where the flames had reached the second floor. So they were trying to get in the building on the second floor. And when they broke open the window in that second floor, that's when they started to smell the stench of the decay from what was the slaves that were up there mutilated and dying. Um, And it kind of blew them back and they were like, what is happening in here? And that's kind of how those slaves were found that's how it got found out what she was doing to them because she was perfectly fine to let the building burn as long as most of her belongings could have been saved but then the firefighters broke open that second floor window Mm -hmm. so what they did was they bricked up that window and it's still bricked up to this day and it's the only window in the building that is still bricked up so of course I was like, oh Koi, here's the window. And he was like, what happened? And without trying to get too graphic with Koi, because he does not love any of this. So without trying to like get too graphic with him, I kind of told him a very vanilla story about what happened there. But I told him the story with the window. And um looking at that window just gave me the heebie-jeebies. And I was like, you know what? It's not like Laura says, it's it's that perception. I know what happened in this building. I know why that window looks the way that it does. And right. it it was one of those things where I was like, I got to be sure to tell her that because she's absolutely right. That when you know what has happened in a place, it just does amp up the creep factor to you. Anybody else that doesn't know any of this would just be like, oh, it's a, you know, pretty gray building. It's got like lace window curtains and it's, I mean, it's, private like you can't see in it mm-hmm. it just looks like a beautiful building in the french quarter um but so yeah i wanted to make a point to to tell you that that it's a real thing it's a real thing because i had a hard time i had a hard time balancing why is it creepy to me is it creepy because i know what happened here or is it creepy because i'm feeling something in my intuition that's pinging so it was it was right. really interesting well and this past weekend, I kind of had the same experience, right? So I went to the Driscoll. Oh, yeah. And I stayed in Driscoll, and I stayed in the most haunted room, 525. <laughs> so I know what happened there. The person I was with did not know what happened. So it was kind of just trying to see what the difference of ideas, what you know, like of what to expect um, was. And I think um, – definitely knowing how haunted that hotel was when I was walking around, I was definitely looking, you know what I mean? You kind of want to look right. for stuff right. and you, you're mm-hmm. definitely more aware, like a heightened awareness for um, just how the hotel looks and it's very old and, you know, it has just a lot of really cool stained glass and it's just, you know, the marble pillars and stuff. It's a beautiful hotel. Um, but I think when you have that awareness you're not like I'm looking at those paintings you know those old paintings hang out uh not just like the old cool paintings I'm like is that gonna move yeah, yeah is that yeah. one haunted like what's <laughs> going on you know like 
as I'm bidding around, I was like, you know, you have a different mindset, I think. Look, looking at like, it a little differently. Yeah. Yeah. Act, like you're, you know, I mean, you're, you're being uh, actively looking for stuff that seems out of order, you know, where I think if you don't know any of that stuff, you would just, you would just like, walk by. Yeah. Beautiful yep. old building, downtown Austin. Fantastic. Yeah. And kind of go on with your, with your day. But when you know the stories and everything, you definitely have a different um, awareness and kind of thinking about your surroundings, for sure. Did you see that pic- the painting of the little girl? The little what Not was it. that? I think so. What? Think it's a little it. girl with flowers, and they say that that painting is haunted. That it was supposedly, or she who was it? With this? She was a senator, supposed to be a senator's daughter that like fell down the stairs or something. Oh God, I don't even remember. But it, it ended up being like that wasn't her. Like mm-hmm. the painting was like this reproduction of a paint another painting. But people insist that it's haunted, like the eyes follow you, and um, which was a, a similar thing that I had found that I had come across in the Myrtles plantation. And I had done that TikTok mm-hmm. video of you know, right? The yeah, I'm putting was, up TikToks about the Driscoll. Yeah. So yeah, so, on our TikTok page. Yes, on catch us on the TikTok. Um, <laughs> as usual <laughs> at H O A H podcast. Um, but yeah, so well, I was wondering like, if you were like, if the hotel just felt creepier to you because you knew the story, um, it, it's just, uh, though Alcatraz and Winchester mystery house didn't feel that way to me. And I don't know I why, like, it didn't feel like I knew I mean, obviously nothing happened at the Winchester Mystery House, but the reason she built it that way was really fascinating. And Mm -hmm. we could have a nine-hour conversation about that. But Alcatraz, I knew all about Alcatraz. Alcatraz has, but we also, we didn't go into the actual prison part of it. We went into some parts of the prison, but the actual prison part was under uh, refurbishment or something. Well, I've been in the real prison part at Alcatraz. And yeah, it's a little gloomy in there, but you know, I mean, part of that too is like lighting and it's cold and you know, yeah, and like it's you know what's kind of going on there. Like it's not, yeah, like a it's super not like fun you, place. right. It's not yeah. like you went into like, you know, some big, huge million dollar apartment complex in Manhattan, mm-hmm. was, you know, a prison. Exactly. Um, but yeah. The Driscoll so- honestly didn't feel bad to me. Um, there were some parts that I think felt more um, he- heavier than others, but it wasn't, I mean, staying in room 525 um, didn't feel nothing bad to me in the fifth floor. They're doing construction too. So, you know, I mean, there's all of that, but yeah, um, that didn't, but when I went to the bar area and stuff, like it was a little bit heavier and stuff. So it's just, maybe it's just perception. It could be. It could be. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah. you with a professional paranormal investigator, so you this really didn't have the correct hat on. But right, yes, I absolutely needed that. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and they anyway, after New Orleans, we just kind of like blasted straight through Atlanta, and then we finally got here to Raleigh. And um, I did go to the Mordecai House. Arch and I did an episode on the Mordecai House. Um, took a tour of that fascinating, amazing place. I did do a little bit of a live, a Facebook live outside while I was waiting for the tour. Um, 
I highly recommend everybody go and check it out. Archie, when you come here, we are going to go to it. I'm going to go again. You've got to see it. It's just so... To, like, do these episodes every single week and talk about these places. And, Archie, you go... I'm always, always going on and on about the amazing history that you have at these locations. But then to actually see them... Like, look how amazed we were at Winchester and Alcatraz and the Jerome Grand Hotel to actually be there and like see these places we talk about every single week. Yes. It's, it's yes. really amazing. So um, yeah, Archie's going to come visit us over Memorial day weekend and I'm going to drag him all over the place. Um, we will probably do a paranormal investigation of a cemetery here in Raleigh. Oh, I kind of assumed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's well, just a Sunday picnic with Carrie at the <laughs> cemetery at night with our ghost hunting equipment. Um, but anyway, so well, yeah, that's that's um, what I wanted to talk about as far as the road trip. But Arch, before you get jumping into the history, I do have some EVPs, um, and they're all for you. All and they're, for me. Mm-hmm, well, yes, they are all for you. Oh. And they're they're all from Aaron EKB. Oh no! God damn FML. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's really just the two. One, um, she listened to the Octagon House, and it isn't you know it, you can't help it. Um, but she was appalled because she just loves herself some geometry. She was appalled that the Octagon House actually doesn't have eight sides. <laughs> <laughs> But that was in your part. And uh, so the minute she got to that, she paused it and actually like messaged me and she was like, hold on a fucking minute. The Octagon House isn't eight. Si-. I'm like, no, sorry. And she, she was, yeah. <laughs> to all of the, uh, the um, geometry fans, buffs out there. Uh, no, it, it's not actually eight sides. And we apologize. We we don't we don't uh, create the news. We just report it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, um, she did have one correction for you, though. Oh, of course she did. Yeah, it wasn't on a well. It was a words are hard correction, sort of. But you had mentioned, and you had kind of paused, and you were mentioning about how your neighbor was being super loud playing their ghetto blaster. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted me to let you know, remind you, because she knows you know this. Uh, Ghetto Blaster is on a stereo. Uh, it is a boombox that is typically carried on the shoulder. It is not just like a stereo that you listen to, but it is, you know. Um, so she wanted me to make sure that you were clear oh. what a Ghetto Blaster was versus... Oh, oh God. A stereo. Well, well, well I, can <laughs> say, I can say bless her heart. <laughs> because ghetto blaster has changed mm. it's now an automobile that blasts loud music wherever it goes As it playing, if it's not playing too short i don't think it should count well no saying. when did too that change short, go into short, effect i mean um, I, I i want you to just, just real quick i just want you to remember you're challenging a professional DJ with this. I, I, I do so. know that. <laughs> a, with my terminology, a ghetto blaster is a vehicle 
that not only sounds louder than it has to be with its engine, it also blasts music for In no reason, for no reason other than to blast music. But I think you guys a, need to have a dance off. I'm just, I, I'm just throwing that out there as an I, idea I, of I, like, I, you know, how I, we can settle will, this dispute later. Just, I will, just throwing I it will, out there. I will say that we are all correct. In our in traditional vernacular, a ghetto blaster is everything they carried on their shoulders in break-in, break-into. I mean, that's what our generation typically thinks of a ghetto blaster, if you're trying to be PC with the terminology. Uh, uh, well, well, sure. a, ghetto, a ghetto blaster when it comes to vehicles. I've never heard of a ghetto blaster in a vehicle. That's what I'm like, ah, really? Oh, oh yes. Ghetto blasters can be vehicles. I literally have never heard that ever before. To me, it's always the same. Yeah, the thing on the shoulder and yeah. then we're well, breakdancing on cardboard. That's here's what's happening. the deal. They're That's loud. my youth. They're loud, they're obnoxious, and they are completely unnecessary. So, like us. Hands up, therefore. Basically. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to be Ghetto Blaster. History of a Haunting, the podcast Ghetto Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> It's basically all of us. So awesome. All right. Fair. So well, anyway, that's all I had to go over. Uh, <laughs> let's let's get right into the Pinnock Mansion. Um, and apparently everybody but me is going to learn about it. Um, because these two didn't know anything about it. Uh, Arch. <laughs> Why am I, I? I need new podcast hosts that like know something about the paranormal. All right. <laughs> I'm all, doesn't that make us more fun? We're all learning together. We are. We are all learning together. And I think, I think Archie, you probably might have enjoyed this history. And our, Laura, I think you're going to, I think you're going to enjoy it too, because it's, it's a really fascinating history story of the, the Piddock Mansion. I'm excited. All right. Hit me, Archie. I have a burp like right in my chest. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm so sorry. I had to mute him. I cannot. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> why? Why? You know, my anxiety is so high. Oh my God. I, can't I know. I know. Right I'm now. sorry. I can't help my, bi my biology. But, but you I can help just... your mute button. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> you, All right. you purposely unmuted yourself. <laughs> All right. So. Once again, dear listeners, we're going to Pitok Mansion in Portland, Oregon, United States of America. I gathered my information from pitokmansion.org. Henry Pitok was born in 1834 in London, England, but grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Do you see now why I love this history already? Born in London, <laughs> grew up in Pittsburgh. I'm here for him. I'm here for right, him. It's all the places you love. It is. Well, she lived there for a little while. In 1853, when Henry was 19, he headed west on the Oregon Trail to seek his fortune. A year later, his future wife, Georgiana Burton, born 1845, left Missouri with her family and headed west as well. When Henry and Georgiana arrived in the area, of Portland, it was a frontier, quote, stump town. 
competing with Oregon City to become the major trade and industrial center for the region. What is a stump town? I don't know. <laughs> I believe it's where the loggers were laying. Yeah, that's I, probably the most it. accurate thing I've heard about it. Okay. I'm sorry, I was just stuck on the Oregon Trail because that was one of my favorite games in the 80s. Sorry, go on. Oh, you should you should definitely check out the Oregon Trail. Oh, God. It's like the Oregon Trail, but it's like... Um, it's like the Garbage Pail Kids of no, the no, Oregon Trail? No, it's it's the zombies. <gasps> Ooh, I should. Yeah. yeah All should. right, sorry. Go but on. But Henry, Henry found work as a typesetter at the Oregonian at a time when the newspaper industry was financially risky and fiercely competitive. More than 30 newspapers were launched in Portland during this period. On June 20th, 1860, Henry and Georgiana married, and five months later, he was given ownership of the paper in exchange for back wages. Henry went on to transform the Oregonian into a successful daily newspaper that is still printed today. Like any kind of city where they've cut down everything. And I know Stumptown is actually a um, nickname for Portland, I believe. So Yeah. Yeah, this is this is what we're talking so, about. Yeah. All right, cool. I just want to clarify since we're off and we are recording what's happening now. Yeah. I well, I mean, I I wanted to put that in there. So we oh, paused briefly to have a sidebar go. conversation. And then Laura started to like throw down actual information we needed. So I just recorded without anyone. <laughs> but wow. Yeah. Realizing yeah. so. I don't know that maybe um you should have the red phone <laughs> and the red button for the recording. <laughs> You're just going to like, you know, yeah. stop and start uh, yeah. without us knowing. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't, like, right. I don't like what you're talking about. Pause. Oh, wait, that's interesting. Record. <laughs> <laughs> right? Good Lord. Okay. Sorry. Oregonian back well, pay. He owns it now. Henry went on to transform the Oregonian into a successful daily newspaper that is still printed today. While best known for being a successful newspaper publisher, Henry Pittock also built a financial empire by investing in real estate, banking, railroads, steamboats, sheep ranching, silver mining, and the paper industry. He was an avid outdoorsman, bicycle enthusiast, and was among the first group to climb Mount Hood. Georgiana Pittock became a founder and fundraiser for many charities and cultural organizations, such as the Ladies' Relief Society, Women's Union, and the Martha Washington Home, a residence for single, self-supporting women. So she wasn't as physical as her husband. She wasn't climbing mountains. She wasn't... Yeah. I'm, doing... I'm part of the Ladies' Relief Society as well. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, I wish I could be too. It wasn't until the early 1900s that Henry Pittock started planning his, quote, mansion on the hill on property that had panoramic views of Portland, the Williamette River, and the distant Cascade Mountains. Is it Williamette or Willamette? Well, uh, the river is called the Williamette. 
Is it William Et? I believe that he's. I believe that he is correct. William Et. Yeah. Okay. I was in Portland a few. Well, I almost bought a house in Portland before I moved to Austin. That's actually where I originally I was going to move to. But hmm. okay, because apparently I can't be more of a hipster. It's just <laughs> in my blood. <laughs> I feel like I've always heard it as the William Et. Oh, okay. Because I think I was listening to a My Favorite Murder, and they were talking about a body being found in that river. And I think they, I think it was a live show, and I thought that they pronounced it Williamette, and the crowd was like Willamette, or it was vice versa. I can't remember. Williamette. I think it's Williamette. Aaron's mom lives there. So Aaron, write that down. Because we enjoy being told we're wrong so very much. We should be by now because we're constantly wrong. Well, where did I leave off the? Construction began on the mansion in 1912. Yes, and they were listening to ghetto blasters. Georgiana moved into the home in 1914 with the eight other members of the family. The couple only lived in the mansion for roughly four years before they died. Family continued to live in the home into the 1950s. The last residence, grandson Peter Gantenbein, and Excuse his me? father, Edward Gantenbein. Gazootite. <laughs> I, I did not sneeze. Oh, Peterson. <laughs> it's G-A-N-T-E-N-B-E-I-N. Uh, Laura, we want to weigh in. You've been to Germany, right? That sounds like a German. I have choose. <laughs> it's pre- I, I, that's, <laughs> that's what I got. <laughs> it's pronounced Bob. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I, the only thing I can really remember is if there's a W, it's pronounced as a B, and a B is pronounced not as a B. I can't remember. It. Like a U or a W. Okay. So it's like reverse. It's weird. Okay. okay. So Bob. For the last residence, grandson Peter Gentenvine and his father, Edward, moved out in 1958 and put the mansion up for sale. The mansion sat empty for four years and was hit by the Columbus Day storm on October 12, 1962. Hurricane force winds damaged roof tiles and window panes, which then allowed water to infiltrate the mansion. By 1964, the mansion was in poor condition and developers expressed interest in tearing it down and turning the estate into a subdivision. Boo. Isn't there a picture, Archie? Did you come across any picture? I thought I saw where a giant tree had like almost like crushed one portion of of the house. I think I think I remember seeing that. Okay. Well, if we can find I might be making it up. But I I'm almost sure I'm not. But if we can find it, we'll we'll put it on our social media because oh, it was, oh, it was pretty shocking. It was a huge tree like that they have all over that place that just almost obliterated this one like side of the house. Well, de- dedicated citizens of Portland rallied and assisted the city in raising funds to purchase the property for two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars which included $67,500 raised by citizens. The work needed to restore the mansion and transform it from a private residence to a public space took about 15 months. 
1965, Pittock Mansion opened to the public as a historic house museum. In 1968, the nonprofit Pittock Mansion Society was formed to take on the responsibility of furnishing the mansion, taking care of the collection, and providing educational activities. In 2007, the Society took over the day-to-day -day museum operations from Portland Parks and Recreation and has been operating the Historic House Museum ever since. The Pittock Mansion Society is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to inspire understanding and stewardship of Portland history through Pittock Mansion. The Society also works with Portland Parks and Recreation to maintain and preserve the historic buildings. All admissions, memberships, donations, grants, and museum store purchases go to support Pittock Mansion and its mission. And I think that's really fantastic that the city's residents are all chipping in to take care of and maintain a historic property. I think it is too. I think that is, I, I love that. When I read that, when I was doing my research, I was like, that's phenomenal because a lot of people would have just let it rot, would let it, you know what I mean? Like they would mm -hmm. let it become a condo or a subdivision or whatever the fuck. Yep. I think that's, yeah, it is really cool. If we had more of that going on, we wouldn't lose so many like great buildings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or great neighborhoods. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Sure. Detroit, we're looking at you. Well, um, that was that was directed at Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the nice thing, I mean, well, in Phoenix, there's been a lot of revitalization of a lot of the neighborhoods downtown, which is really cool. But that we has been really a cool. A lot of buildings. I mean, we lost so many cool places, but it's good to see people standing up for it. Yeah, I think that's Keeping wonderful. I also, I, I found it fascinating and tragic, probably because I'm like building my own home, that they only got to enjoy it for four years. Like they die. <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that happens. She's <laughs> <laughs> not very sympathetic. He's like, well, you know, you know, pe people you die. Your, it's you got a your thing. forever home. <laughs> <laughs> forever for you. Right. <laughs> we really need to be on YouTube because everybody needs to see all of our faces because I'm like horrified. And Laura and Archie are like, that is the best uh, shit ever. Hands up emoji. <laughs> um all okay. Right. Well, right. that was that was all of my part. So Yay. if you would like to get started with the ghosts, let's bring it on. Let's get to the ghosts. Um, as always, Archie has like one or two. Um, as oh, he always has like one or two sources, and of course, I have seventeen million. Okay, so we took a tiny break um, because everybody had to refill and pee. Um, so then everybody was super funny when we weren't recording. <laughs> and as usual as usual um so laura just made a really funny joke about coming out of the closet um we won't tell you what led up to that basically <laughs> and it had to do with my dog anyway 
um, <laughs> which really makes it sound bad. Now I feel like I need to tell the story. <laughs> it makes it seem like the least funny joke ever is actually what it makes it sound like. Da, da, da. Sorry, I tell really bad gay jokes. Um, <laughs> Because I'm not gay, so I don't know how to tell them. Oh, so. oh, don't don't ask us for really bad gay jokes. Oh God! <laughs> um, basically, Chewy was my dog. Chewy was in the closet here at the hotel and acting suspicious. And then he left the closet, and I was like, "What is Chewy doing in the closet?" You know, I don't want to know. And and so they were like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." And I said, "Never mind." He just left the closet, and they both cheers, and they were like, "Yeah, us too." And I'm like what there was a joke about him pooping in my shoe and i'm like did you guys poop in shoes when and i'm like oh they're gay they left the closet i get it okay sorry um yeah so uh <laughs> that made me think of a conversation that i had with koi just before we started recording um <laughs> so we were watching whose line is it anyway and koi and i love that show mm-hmm. and there was oh, a, it's a great show it's a great show so there <laughs> There was some bit they did about Abraham Lincoln and the Gettysburg Address. And Coy said, I, I didn't hear it. And I'm like, what did he say? And so Coy repeated the sentence with his mouth full of grilled cheese. So <laughs> <laughs> what I heard was, it's like when Abraham Lincoln said that gay is in a dress. And I'm like... What? What? What are you talking? He was like, <laughs> so he finished chewing and he swallowed. He was like, it's what Abraham Lincoln said in the Gettysburg Address. But what he <laughs> mouthful right, what you heard was what Abraham Lincoln said in about that gay is in a dress. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like I'm sitting You're like, my, God damn, he really was progressive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, holy shit, really? Like, and he he sort of almost choked on his food. And yeah, so (laughs) I made a mental note to tell you guys um, that I don't listen to my child either. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Like I told you earlier, mine's just feeding for payday. It's fine. It's totally fine. And you're going to hate me when I send him his birthday present. Anyway. Moving on. Mm -hmm. I'm all... (laughs) Sad face and eyes. Yeah. yeah. If it makes noise, I will fucking send it back. I swear to God. Uh, it, it, uh, no. Um, uh, 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 uh. Um, I, I, I learned a new phrase on the internet today. Uh oh. It's called they don't make batteries for that anymore. <laughs> That's exactly. Perfect. Thank you. I might be using that RT. Yeah, just just wanted to share with the group. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so we were doing really well up till Archie's part, and then we took a little break. Everybody refilled their alcohol, and now we're off the rails. So, back at it. Are we ready? Um, I on have to the ghosts. On to the ghosts. So, <laughs> as usual, I have a bunch of sources. Um, PortlandGhost.com. You know, I love a good trip advisor. Uh, tripadvisor.com only in your state haunt world Oregon haunted houses and thought catalog all.com the thought catalog.com article is written by Jerome London and it is how I'm going to close my portion and I loved it so much that I was like this needs to be the end 
Um, so as I, you could, as we were talking before the break, which to the listeners wasn't really a break. It was just <laughs> me saying I have a ton of sources and then us coming back talking about gays in the closet. And apparently <laughs> during the Civil War. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I love this with all my heart. <laughs> um, so we were, had been talking about our favorite parts of the history and I had said that, that I thought it was so tragic that they only got to spend four years in their beautiful home. And I had actually found this uh, part of an article that I wanted to start my part out with that reads, quote, people who put a lot of effort into creating their dream home or business, but die after a short while or suffer circumstances that stop them from enjoying it, sometimes like to visit or spend their afterlife in their treasured structure. Henry and Georgiana only had four to five years to enjoy their retirement home before leaving this world. When structures are historically restored, this can act like an environmental trigger, drawing former owners or folks attached to the structure back into this world to relive their memories and maybe to keep an eye on the living, perhaps giving suggestions in their own way. And I thought that was so lovely. I just thought that was so lovely because we often talk about locations in this show where renovations or, or restorations or things like that kick up paranormal, paranormal activity where there wasn't any mm-hmm. before. Yeah, um, so I kind of thought that that was a little bit of a more charming reason that people would haunt a location that we actually don't get to cover a lot <laughs> in this show a lot of the reasons why locations we talk about are haunted are because something horrible and tragic and emotionally traumatic happened as opposed to they just loved it so much um so that was another reason why i feel like this this location is a, a favorite of mine so well that was very lovely well, thank but you. I think that, that happens way more than we talk about like a lot of times in my last house um a lot of people came in and said that they felt a present there, but it was not evil or anything. I think it was just somebody who really liked living there that just didn't want to leave. You know, that that could very well be because I think, um, like, definitely the Driscoll. LBJ is known to haunt the Driscoll, but he had a lot of happy memories with his wife there. I think, Arch, wasn't his first date with Lady Bird Johnson at the Driscoll? Yes, it was. Yeah. So um, there's there's Ethel and Flora Stanley. They loved the Stanley Hotel. So, I mean, I guess you're right. I guess we don't often, like, not all of our stories are, you know, a mutilated slave Chloe at the Myrtles or... Right. <laughs> the, it could just be love. The LaLaurie Mansion. Yeah, it could just be something charming and like, like that. So it doesn't happen often, though. So I'm going to embrace it when it does. But... So apparently since the 1960s, visitors have actually been reporting strange activity in and around the Pittock Mansion. Now, is it Pittock or Pittock? Do we know? Oh, it's probably my Midwest bullshit. <laughs> when I say Pittock, and it's probably Pittock. <laughs> Aaron, write that down. She'll, she'll clue us in. One of us is right. It's the same Mackinac Island and all the <laughs> weird stuff we say in the Midwest. Right, I like, mean, just, you know, we're talking about earlier, like, oh, <laughs> mm. 
Mm, yeah, we just make stuff up, and we really love the O sound and the <laughs> long A W sound. That's like kind of our jam. Okay, good, Same. good, good. Because um, we're gonna wash some stuff later. Well, you know, <laughs> they do say wash in Pittsburgh, and they also call a radiator or a radiator, which is probably one of my biggest. I'm like, it's radiator, and Jenna be like, it's radiator. Mm-mm. No, call you minium, bitches. <laughs> Aluminium, yes. <laughs> We're going back to the Queen's English, fuckers. <laughs> I got this. Feels so bad now, right? <laughs> For sure. What? <laughs> also, it is saguaro, not saguaro. Anywho. Oh, on that weekend, and it's Illinois, not Illinois, because that annoys me. <laughs> Did you say Illinois or Illinois? Illinois. Illinois. <gasps> Whatever. I'm <laughs> I grew up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Midwest. We just do whatever we want with vowels. You have to understand. <laughs> so like Hawaii and like Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, the Piddock Mansion, which is probably sm- like pronounced spelled Piddock, Piddock, but pronounced Smith. I don't know. <laughs> In this mansion, uh, <laughs> grounds workers and visitors alike all seem to agree that the ghosts are not actually malevolent in any way. And um, a lot of them assume that the ghosts are the spirits of Henry and Georgiana. Pitop Smith. Um, Because, I mean, honestly, if if we had to, and, and, you know, who wouldn't want to spend eternity in a beautiful mansion? I mean, you guys, me, I... I, I'm just trying to get invited to one now. Right. (laughs) Just trying to get to go... (laughs) If I'm I mean, gonna die, take me now, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let me stalk I, this shit for a bit. <laughs> I'm I'm probably gonna be the one to put a qualifier on it. <laughs> probably. I mean, I mean, I'm I think, super surprised. But go ahead. Right. Or she's got conditions. Shocker. <laughs> well, of course so I do. Straight. <laughs> So um, there's a number of spooky occurrences that happen daily at the mansion. Some of them are spookier than others. Some of them are just straight up charming, if you ask me. But the highest reported activity, it tends to happen in the upper rooms of the mansion. Visitors often report that when they enter the rooms, they immediately smell the intense scent of rose perfume. Now, Arch, you had mentioned that Georgiana was a tremendous humanitarian, a tremendous philanthropist. And I think, I don't know if you mentioned it, but I did come across in my research. Um, did you, in all, you rattled off a long list of the, the organizations and things that she had found and founded or was a part of, but um, the Rose Garden, like, did you, did you mention that? I'm sorry. I don't remember. You had, she had, you had rattled off way more than I realized she was a part of. And I, I, um, yes, in in the uh, in the Portland area. Yes, she she was so angry. she was so involved in so much stuff. But oh, the yeah. Rose Garden, something, the Rose. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm sorry, I I forget what her, it is. Her husband Henry pretty much 
did everything for the Oregonian and she was doing everything she could to be from like a philanthropic side, like a philanthropic elite of the area. I want to do that. I like that. She's carries one of the philanthropic elite. Oh, she did (laughs) so many things. She had gardens. Yeah. I mean, their mansion was used for the filming of the movie of Ten. Uh, no, 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 stop! Shh. You're you're tromping right over my fun facts. Well, fuck, fuck you <laughs> for asking me a question. I was asking about like, Rose I did research too, bitch. I got facts, <laughs> and they're fun. Suck it. I'm taking your receipts. Um, <laughs> I, I was just asking about the rose garden. Oh, right. oh I'm sorry. I'll... We weren't talking about that. Oh, shut the fuck up. Please carry on. Sorry. Carry on. Keep calm and carry on. Oh, okay. I really don't love the fact that we're releasing this unedited. But anyway. Oh, God, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so. Sipping my drink with severe eyes. And glee. Don't dribble it. Okay. So um, <laughs> they, people entering the rooms on the upper floors of the mansion immediately smell the intense scent of rose perfume. She was affiliated with roses and gardens in some sort of official capacity. We're not sure which. Um, don't look at me like that. Um, <laughs> I'm not looking at you at all. Yes, you are. I'm watching TV. Sure. Um, <laughs> so staff does believe that this is Georgiana Pittock, Pitt, Pittock, Pittock Smith uh, making her presence known. I've just completely changed the entire family's day, but whatever. Just keep going. It's just so keep swimming. <laughs> um, well, most of the visitors actually feel surprised by the smell. They say that they felt that the presence wished them no ill will or L will, if you're from Illinois or Illinois, you decide. Um, <laughs> Lauren's flipping me off. Um, so outside near the northern side of the mansion, visitors do report hearing the sound of a shovel hitting the ground. Uh, soon after the sound of heavy footsteps stomping away toward the mansion can be heard. That sounds a little terrifying. <laughs> That just sounds a little terrifying. Um, But staff actually believe that these are the sounds of the groundskeeper going about his daily routine. Like the Pittocks, Pittocks, Smiths, the groundskeeper lived and died in the mansion. Um, But luckily for visitors, he is also a kind spirit. Uh, I, I, you know, stomping feet and the sound of a shovel. Doesn't sound like a kind spirit to me. It doesn't. It actually sounds a little like, I don't know, probably something from I Know What You Did Last Summer. Right? <laughs> it's a very different podcast. It's a very different podcast, which I, I'm, I'm here for. It's it. the one that actually precedes this one. <laughs> <laughs> so these footsteps, um, they happen at random and at all hours of the day and night. Um, Staff also have reported seeing windows in the mansion open and close themselves, almost as if they have a will of their own, when they know nobody else is in the building. Um, They have reported seeing a portrait of Henry moving around on the wall by itself. 
that's a little bit of a vague claim. Like, I don't know if it's like they find like it's hanging in one spot and the next day it's hanging in another, or if it's swinging bites. I, I'm not really sure. Um, I had a lot of questions with that sentence, um, <laughs> which the more I get trained in being a paranormal investigator, the more I find I'm questioning this kind of stuff. Like that one sentence, I'm like, well, how is it moving by itself? Is it like moving from hanger to hanger wall to wall? Is it swinging? Is it flapping? Is it what's happening here? Um, I need all I the agree info. 100%. I need all the info. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so some of the strangest reports actually involved human-like shapes, which I don't, I'm not a fan of that phrase, human-like shapes. Mm-mm, yuck. <clears throat> Moving furniture, pictures, and even houseplants from room to room. Oh. Mm. That's super odd, but also kind of handy. Um. Right. <laughs> right. You mentioned one day, you know, I don't know <laughs> I like this plant here. I think I might like it over there. And then, like, the next day it's there. Right, exactly. That would um, be handy. Yeah, that's really odd. So it's probably just more like, I mean, you would think like more maintenance people and what have you that are hanging out about. They just couldn't get yeah. too much of moving stuff that they just or, had to say. Or maybe Georgiana didn't like, you know, where the house went. Yeah, I mean, and that's actually a kind of a common occurrence because Arch, haven't we covered the Stanley Hotel and the mostly hotels? So Stanley the Crescent, yeah. even the Driscoll, where yeah. staff will arrange furniture in a certain way and come back the next day and it's completely arranged a different way because yeah. they don't, mm-hmm. the spirits don't like I have heard did. of this before. Like when you yeah. start to, when you go into a place and you start to move stuff around, like the spirits get upset and they don't like it, the changes. So they'll put it back. Put it back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which is hella annoying if you've got a wedding coming up that well day. And you know what? I can, I can, I can get in on that. Like the spirits are being annoyed that the spirits are moving shit. The spirits are moving shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a facilities coordinator. So <laughs> every day That's true. I have to set up for a new event. So That's I am all around. I make sure it's the way it's told to me to be. Yeah. And then I come in, and shit's been move around. Yeah, it's like who moved shit around? Well, we didn't. I didn't. No, no, we didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Well, what the fuck? I'm I, sorry. The order said classroom style, and yeah. now it's all in Chevron style. What is happening? Yeah. Yes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um. One visitor actually reported hearing a picture fall off of the wall in one of the rooms. When she went to investigate the sound, she watched as a woman wearing a long gown picked up the fallen picture from the floor. A staff member came up behind the woman who witnessed this and asked her if she was okay. The woman turned back around to see that the woman who in the gown who had picked the picture up had vanished and the picture was still on the floor. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, ooh, that's an interesting phenomenon. Um, 
One employee, one female employee got the scare of her life as she closed up the building for the night. So I guess part of her job involved turning off all the lights in the mansion because there's always some, you know, schmuck that's got to do that. (laughs) I wouldn't want that job. But um, after all the lights were off, she began locking all of the doors. Or she's like, I'm not schmuck. I have to turn all the lights off. After she turned all the lights off, she began locking all of the doors, including the front door to the mansion. As she turned to leave for the night, she looked back up at the mansion just to just, you know, make sure she hadn't missed anything. And all of the lights in the mansion had been turned back on. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, already I can not, uh, like if you're working there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could give you like a million different reasons why that could happen. I mean, as far as like <laughs> all the lights, bad electricity and all that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that seems a little extreme. That's like super bad electricity. If all the lights in a mansion, well, it's not like the. It's not like your fuse is popping because if it did, it would just go out in one area. But mm-hmm. you're also talking about stuff that was made with the old lighting that just was terrible. So, how old is that mansion? We're we talking about Nine, early 1900s. Arch? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... But, I mean, you have to figure that they have probably, with all of the renovations, especially after that storm, they've refurbished it. You'd be surprised how often they don't, though. Mm, this is also true. <laughs> they, don't, they don't redo electric a lot because it requires, like, going into every, like, every single true. wall. Every, like, it's a lot of work. Like, they'll do it piece by piece a lot of times when there's a problem especially you know to put gfis in or you know i've just encountered it with my own homes that have renovated from like the 1940s like that i had that um some of the electrical gets redone some of it doesn't get redone it's just really almost like what needs to be done at the time like what's the most rare that somebody goes in and yeah i mean unless they gut 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 it down then they'll redo everything but unless you're going to to the studs, it's not something that gets gets done a lot because you well, basically that's what you have to do is go to the studs. So sure to like completely pull it all out and start mm. from the beginning, and then I can see. But she went through and she turned off all the lights and she locked all the doors. And when she turned back around, all the lights in the mansion were on. And I don't feel like I, I think that's that such would have an, to be I some serious circuits, some serious circuit Yeah, right. Yeah. No, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. That have to be like some serious issue. For serious sure. Circuit thing. That wouldn't just be that one night or just one incident. So you would be having electrical problems all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think like no matter I think no matter what we believe or what the listeners believe, it's clear that someone or something haunts the grounds of the Pitock Pittock Smith mansion. <laughs> Hey, By the way, guys, it's Pittock, Pittock. It's I just threw in Smith because I'm an asshole. And <laughs> well, if this is your first episode, <coughs> please don't Google search Pittock, Pittock, Smith Mansion. You won't find anything. Um, anyway, so whether it be the spirits of Henry and Georgiana or that of their groundskeeper, um, most people are assured that something supernatural is taking place here. Um, most everybody does seem to agree that the spirits are friendly and happily, 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 what? No, happily, 
<laughs> Welcoming newcomers. Um, so there are other stories of floating old ladies. Boots walking without legs. Arch, you know how much it disturbs me that there are ghostly body parts. I I can't even I can't even tell you about that. Yeah. <laughs> the ghostly party part, Yeah, that can sound pretty freaky. Yeah, that's a little freaky. Um, so boots walking without legs, portraits um, moving of their own accord, which I had just mentioned. Windows opening and shutting themselves and um, a number of other eerie hauntings reported in the house over the years. Excuse me. Um, People have also claimed to see this groundskeeper, um, not only hear his heavy boots walking around the yard, but actually witnessing him come into the side door. So um, people not only heard that creepy shovel and his boots, but they've actually seen him enter in what would have been the groundskeeper's, like, door to the house or what have you. Um, so Mr. Pittock, Pittock, God, that's driving me crazy. Mr. P has also, <laughs> it really is bugging me. I'm, Aaron, please, God, help me out. Um, he has been seen out for a stroll in the garden. And then Henry and Georgiana have been seen and heard um, throughout the garden and throughout throughout the entire house by staff and visitors. Um, A lot of them have been heard, like heard delicate footsteps down the hallways, coming out of rooms. Um, The entity of Henry P, um, (laughs) good old HP, uh, is strongly felt. um, And in his presence has been, seen and felt by staff and visitors on a number of of occasions. Some sensitive individuals have felt an unseen presence escorting them around the mansion, following them like a good host would do, which I think is really interesting, but also kind of weird. I think it's kind of cute. I mean, if they love this house, they made it out of, like, out of all the things that they cared about. You know what I mean? Like, when you, you're building a house, so you know, like, you're picking out all this stuff. Like, I mean, you're going to walk me through it when I come and mm-hmm. see the obvious every time we walk into a room and be like, this is the kitchen. This is the bathroom. That's the kind of stuff that you mm-hmm. absolutely do every time somebody comes to your house. Like they can't tell it's a kitchen. You're like, this is the kitchen. <laughs> Clearly you can see it's a kitchen. But Actually, yes. my my kitchen we're gonna call the the wine storage room. I actually think that's probably the most appropriate name you can get for it. I think it is. I think it is. This is where we open the Uber Eats. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we throw <laughs> and the away box the box wine. Yeah, and the, this is where we throw away the Uber Eats. <laughs> uh, this is the dishwasher we never use because all we do is order Uber Eats. Mm. Um, this podcast is not sponsored by Uber Eats, but really fucking should be. <laughs> Can we please? <laughs> Can somebody tell Uber Eats? Because I'm a little bit lazy sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, although Wayne and Garth have now started promoting Uber Eats, so I doubt our podcast has a chance because everybody's just like, Wayne's World now promotes Uber Eats, so it's fine. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do have a really cute car we could talk about with Uber Eats, but... <laughs> I think people just want you to deliver Uber Eats in your car. <laughs> right, in my cute car. That's like In your cute car. 
That's it. <laughs> I lost my place. Goddamn. All right. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, good old Henry P is escorting people around like a good host. Um, there is a childhood portrait of Henry that has um, primarily been the one portrait that is moved around the mansion by unseen hands. Um, maybe it was his wife. I think maybe she might have better ideas as to where it could hang. I know that if I were to die in my house and people started like rearranging my pictures, I'd be like, bitch, do you know how long that took me to decide that that's where that needed to go? Don't touch it. I'm moving it back over here. Um, <clears throat> an apparition of an old woman has been seen in the basement, um, once reported to be keeping a visitor company. I'm not really sure what the visitor was doing in the basement for so long that a ghost was like, this person looks lonely. Maybe I'll just manifest and <laughs> chill with them because I'm not. they're not leaving for whatever reason. I, I had more questions about that story too. Um, <laughs> so there... Um, A couple of the EVPs that have been captured at the mansion, um, one of a man saying, I'm heading back. Um, at the time she was alone, she did feel a very strong presence following her around. Um, in one of the smaller rooms, she caught another EVP of a friendly female voice saying, hello, still haunted? Probably so. And I'm like, that's a weird EVP. That's super weird. That's a super weird EVP. Hello. Um, still haunted? Probably so. And I was like, mm. just more questions. Now I need to investigate this place because I have far too many questions. Um, <laughs> so I got it. Damn it. Archie, I did it again. Hang on. You know when like, I'm, I touch a page and it scrolls all the way back up? Sorry. Mm -hmm. I got to scroll all the way back down. <laughs> Hang on, I'm so sorry. Um, okay, uh, so here we get to my <laughs> my TripAdvisor review of the mansion. Which, again, if I can if I can find a good one of a TripAdvisor review of a location, I'm going to include it because sometimes these are like way better than even paranormal investigator reports. So this person writes, quote, during a behind the scenes tour at the Piddock Mansion, I had an unseen entity, a child, I guess. By the way, this review is entitled Rude Ghost. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So they say, I had an unseen entity, a child, I guess, based on height, shove right past my right shoulder and <laughs> in shoved me into the wall. <laughs> I felt it through three layers of clothing, including a leather jacket. This was in the children's bedroom area of the mansion where the hallway is a little bit narrower. This represents the first time that I have had an actual encounter with the paranormal. And I was like, rude ghost is the title of an actual TripAdvisor review. Right? Like one star, the ghosts are rude. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, I totally didn't appreciate it and <laughs> totally messed on my Instagram photo. And I got some, a little bit of paint residue on my leather jacket when they pushed me into the wall. <laughs> right? Like it was so basic. <laughs> I will never come here again until the ghosts go through training. 
customer <laughs> service <laughs> training. So um, another <laughs> another review of the mansion, the title was It's Real. And they say, during my behind the scenes tour, I was able to capture a few unexplained voices and mirror image images. Very emotional during the servants backstairs and the gatehouse, the doll was also a very strange sight. Captured some amazing footage, definitely lots of energy inside and out. All photos and footage was filmed with a cell phone only, nothing professional. Um, and I did want to include what they had written here because I think it's worth a look. Uh, watch the video here, margaretwright.com, mm. March 24th, 2018, 2 p.m. behind the scenes tour. So definitely check that out. Um, thank you, Margaret, for your review. It um, was very... Um, courteous to the ghosts who are not there for us. Uh, so they don't care about being polite. Um, other occurrences that have happened and been um, experienced, felt, and captured here at the mansion are footsteps being reported in just about every room of the house, which I think is really interesting. Sometimes it's just kind of reserved to like floors or whatever. Um, but windows shutting, latching themselves, and then reopening on their own. That portrait I told you about of Henry P. moving around the house on its own. Tour guides have reported seeing ghosts upon entering the building for morning business. Um, again, Georgiana and Henry are the most commonly reported ghosts appearing to several visitors, but they do appear happy and content every single time. Um, another, again, Another claim, visitors reporting an unseen presence escorting them around the mansion. One reflection, no. One visitor claims she saw a reflection scary. of an older woman in a painting hanging on the mansion wall. So I think that's interesting. So she saw this painting of an older woman and then she saw the woman walking around the house. So I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, one paranormal investor, investor, no. <laughs> it's like, I like them ghosts. I'm going to buy Here's into that. 10 books. You know, I'm going to tell you truthfully, I am a paranormal investor. I have spent a lot of money on this stuff so far. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of an investment. It really is an investment. Um, so one paranormal investigator um, claims to have captured a friendly female voice um, saying hello, uh, which I think is lovely. One of my favorite EVPs ever is when Archie, it was at the podcast event at Phelps, and Archie and Andy and Leslie went down into the, the medical library and they were trying to get EVPs, they were trying to get temperature fluctuations, they weren't getting shit. And so Archie goes, okay, well, we're going to take off. And he's like, you guys want to go upstairs and check out this or that? And the girls are like, sure. And then somebody says, all right, we're going to leave. Thank you. We're leaving now. And you hear them walk out of the room. And then you hear this tiny, silent EVP go, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it spent like, I don't know, almost 10 minutes in there. And they're being quiet. They're asking questions. And they ask such great questions. Not the generic, <laughs> if you're here, give us a sign. They were asking really, really great questions. And um, nothing. They were getting nothing. And they were like, well, I, there's no EMF spikes. There's no temperature fluctuations. We're not hearing nothing. We get, we're yeah. Okay, yeah, so we're going to go. It was, and then, thanks for leaving. <laughs> and then, like, they were like, all right, we're going to I mean, go. I feel that way a lot of times when I see our G2 service. Right? Oh. Like, oh, Jesus. Oh, oh. I love you. I'm just jokes. Just joking. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite EVPs. Okay, we're leaving. And then this tiny little whisper of a thanks. thanks. <laughs> and it was one of those things where I had listened to it a number of times, but it was only when I enlarged like the waveforms that I saw this barely blip of a spike. And I'm like, what is that sound? So I played it and I drowned out like they're shuffling their feet and up the stairs. And I was like, and I heard it and it was just like this little voice went, thanks. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh shit. It That's was awesome. amazing. It's one of my favorite. Such a great one. Oh, yeah. good. Oh, yeah. It was on our, our, the live episode, right? With the, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Were you called Archie a fluffer? Yeah, that's that one. <laughs> <laughs> it is still my favorite episode to this day. Archie's <laughs> like, I, I forgot a about a fluffer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, a tourist says that while looking at photographs in the basement, she felt a presence behind her, like somebody standing behind her. And I guess when she turned around, she saw an elderly woman who instantly vanished when the girl like turned around and was like, oh, and then she was like, oh, sorry, bye. Um, <laughs> apparently a self-described shaman who was touring the mansion with a group of native, native Hawaiians said that he could feel the Pittock's spirits in the mansion and that they were extremely happy. So I think that's quite lovely that, um, you know, they're, they're happy to show off their house. They're happy that they, you know, people come in and they want to tour it and, and things like that. Um, so I I misspoke. Um, I got an episode, or I got um, some of my articles. Uh, I'm sorry, I got to pause. Hang on. So if you hover your mouse over the recording button too long, it'll shrink the buttons or it'll enlarge them, and uh-huh. it shrunk them, and I hit stop recording. All right, so we're good now. Unpause. We're good now. Mm-hmm. Archie, are you okay? You were laughing so hard. You slammed your head back and hit it on the wall. <laughs> Red frame. I did. That was me. Aww, oh, baby. Okay. Oh. I'm so sorry for you. Don't drag but, furniture during the recording. That's terrible. Yeah. But my body hurts in different ways, so I can't feel bad for you. Okay. So anyway, I had said in the beginning when I was citing my sources that I got an article from Back Catalog, an article by Jerome London, which I did get. But the what I wanted to close my part on was not his article. It was actually an article by a lovely gentleman named Eric Henriksen. And I'm going to read it word for word because it is just absolutely hysterical. Um. This was written on the PortlandMercury.com by Henrik Henriksen, and it reads as follows, quote, Thankfully, Portland has a creepy old mansion at the top of the hill, the tourist-filled Piddock Mansion built by old-timey millionaire and Oregonian publisher Henry Piddock in 1914, a long-ago era when people made money running newspapers. Plus, 1914 was before Netflix, so there's a library in there. (laughs) (laughs) article kills me 
When my editor told me to go find a ghost at Piddick Mansion, I laughed in his face for five straight minutes because obviously I can find a ghost at Piddick Mansion. This, I figured, would be even easier than my childhood ghost-busting days when, in a noble effort to emulate Mr. Zvenkman, Stance, Spengler, and Zedmore, I invented ghost-melting acid by mixing together all the toxic household cleaning products I could find, pouring them into and pouring them into a super sucker. <laughs> I also played with various combinations of matches, gas cans, and hairspray. So, frankly, this author is lucky to be alive. But anyway, right. he goes on to say, anyway, the Pittock Mansion's library, nothing. Ghost count, zero. Same with the Pittock Mansion's kitchen, bathrooms, driveway, music room, and smoking room. Zero ghosts, zero, zero, zero. But then I went upstairs. All seemed fine at first. My Swedish ghost hunting app, <laughs> my Swedish ghost hunting app. <laughs> Seamless. Mm -hmm. Blurped and bleebled, but never sounded an alarm as I crept through the sitting room, the writing room, and a dozen other rooms that rich people had to make up names for because they had too many rooms. But then I came across two, quote, sleeping porches built to expose residents to nighttime air under the belief that doing so would cure what old-timey millionaires called consumption and what we call tuberculosis. <laughs> One of those sleeping porches, porches, just a room, it was fine, but the other sleeping porch, and in all caps, he writes, full of dead-eyed dolls. So immediately I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> So he goes, I counted no fewer than four horrifying Annabelles in that forsaken crypt. One lay limp on a dust-choked bed, as if her soul had been gnawed away by consumption. Two sat side by side near the cold window, their lifeless faces staring into the void. One rosy-cheeked nightmare was curled in a black and creaking baby carriage, ready to spout fangs and lunge. No, thank you, I shouted at the old Belgian tourists behind me and bolted down the hall only to encounter another fetid hellmouth bearing the ominous name Child's Room. I'm like, fetid hellmouth? My God, this guy. Um, um, I think he wants to be our best friend. I, I kind of think he does, because I love it. Um, formerly the joyous bedroom of the Piddick's grandson, this foul place has been corrupted into the accursed domain of horrifying clowns. Mm. One clown doll was splayed at the bottom of a splintered toy ladder as if its spine were snapped in two. Now it can only hunt you by crawling forward, pulling itself along, <laughs> along by its ragged, bloody fingernails. <laughs> Another clown doll sat slumped in the rotting remains of a decrepit puppet theater, performing a silent show that drives all who see it beyond the edge of madness. And in the dusk-shadowed corner, on a small, hollowed-out bed, for, lurked a forgotten unloved teddy bear posed as a fest this author posed as a festering corpse awaiting an autopsy an autopsy performed by clowns <laughs> shoving aside any and old belgians i pushed into i pushed one into the child's room and now she is surely dead but better her than me my god <laughs> I threw myself downstairs, out the doors, and into the cold black rain. Only then did I realize I had forgotten to use my Swedish ghost hunting app. Then again, I thought, there is no need. As I gouged bloody 
furrows into my cheeks and screamed into the empty night, I knew that my heart, now clutched in the icker slick claws of unspeakable terror, was the most accurate Swedish ghost hunting app of all. My God. <laughs> and I'm reading this story and I'm like, well, this sucks. He didn't get anything. And then he's his just description of these rooms. So we had released Povelia Island and the Island of the Dolls as Patreon content. And then we released them as regular episodes. Which and I love the dolls. You, she, Laura's been there. But the Island of the Dolls didn't have a whole lot of um, hauntings to it. Um, I mean, to be honest, I don't think it's... I think the haunting is like more the sadness of the guy that started doing it than it is anything else. I think so too. Um, but because there was not so much haunting of the island, I talked about there's why so dolls are creepy. There. Yeah, and there's yeah. so much history there. I mean, just in that basin, right? Like that's where, mm-hmm. right? Like Mexico City really started, which is now the largest city on. And on the planet so yeah there's a lot of stuff i mean we're talking ancient stuff and if you've ever seen tiatuakan you know that this is like ancient amazing culture yeah um that was sadly eradicated but i mean there are some structures left that we can see and it's just oh it's, it's amazing and i definitely would love to 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 go there i also want to go to pavalia island except that that's one of those you have to bribe like a fisherman to like take you over there because they won't go to Povelia Island. There's no like you'd so su- There's <laughs> yeah. no... Well, you'd be so surprised how easy it's I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but we when we covered Island of the Dolls, there wasn't so much <clears throat> hauntings. So I got into why dolls are creepy. Mm. So this guy also I don't love clowns. I don't love clowns. I they they creep me out. I don't know why. Um, I'm part of that 40% of Americans that don't like clowns and aren't quite sure why, but, um, so the fact that he talked about the doll room and the clown room, I was like, I I'm here for this article. And I I had to end my portion with Um, it. I would just say John Wayne Gacy is probably why he likes clowns. Just going to throw it out there. Like if there was a little mistrust, um, of why so many of you Mm -hmm. in a car, then now um, we also know what you're putting underneath your house and why so many things are fitting underneath your house in a weird way. It's just very fucked up. It's um, really a huge problem. Yeah. And you know what? Growing up, like... Like, I don't want to wrestle. Like, I, <laughs> I don't want to... No. This isn't normal, sir. Um, growing up, I used to watch Bozo the Clown before school, and I wasn't ever afraid of... I don't know when the... No, my like friends were on that. I'm not afraid of clowns. I just don't like them. Like I don't see the necessity of them. And I'm not trying to disparage people who are clowns. Clowns are people too. Like, let's not get into that, but I just don't love them. Um, So anyway. Like Wallace Ledmo and Phoenix was like the coolest thing as a kid. Right. So I grew up outside Chicago and going on Bozo Clown on WGN was like. In Illinois. Amazing. (laughs) In Illinois. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. And <laughs> try to control yourself. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, but I had friends around. I loved that the show. Most amazing. I did too. I used to watch it, the buckets, the throwing. Mm-hmm. Like I used to practice that at yes. home, just in case I got called up to the big leagues. That I would be down <laughs> to like yeah. naked to the buckets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used I to watch those all, all the time. 
Yeah. Um, so I don't know exactly when I didn't, I started to not care for them, but it's, it happened after Bozo. So, um, that's what I have in the hauntings for the Pittock, Pittock Smith mansion. Um, some of my fun facts that Archie was going to trample on earlier and I had to stop him, which by the way, ladies and gentlemen, you will notice that Archie is no longer contributing to the dialogue of this conversation. And that is because he abruptly left the zoom call. So he had to nappy nap. I think he was tired. Um, I'm not really sure, but he's not here. So Laura and I are going to finish this out strong for you. Um, So Laura, I do love, um, as you know, I do love a good fun fact about a location. I don't often get to do them. There's not often some of the places we cover. (laughs) We don't really, they're not very fun. (laughs) Yeah. There's no, there's nothing fun about a lot of what we cover, but this place does have some fun facts and it is that this particular mansion has been featured in several movies and TV shows. Um, it was in uh, First Love. It was a 1970 romantic film starring Susan Day and William Catt. Um, it also was part of Unhinged, which was a slasher film that was actually banned in several countries. This place Sounds featured cool. throughout the film. I've never heard of it, but I definitely want to see it. It was made in 1982, and I'm like, that was probably pretty fucked up. Well, it sounds cool. Let's let's watch that. I have heard of this one, The Haunting of Sarah Hardy, but I've never heard it. I never like I've never watched it. I've heard of it. Stars Morgan Fairchild and Celia Ward. Have you seen it? No, I don't think I have. The Haunting of Sarah Hardy on USA up all night. Morgan Fair like that was like (laughs) Morgan Fairchild was I think in almost every movie. I mean, you know that. I'm pretty sure. Uh, in 1993, it was also featured in Body of Evidence, starring Willem Dafoe and Madonna. Oh, I've seen that. I, I know seen I've seen that movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was also. I don't watch any of these like reality shows. The only reality shows I watch are Paranormal. Yeah, uh, I don't watch reality TV either. Yeah, I'm totally useless if it comes to like The Bachelor, I, Survivor, or whatever. American Idol. Never once seen yeah. it. Don't know. That's right. Okay. Um, I don't know who has talent. I don't. I, I don't know who know. has. I know it's not me, right? Uh, <laughs> um, and I don't know who can dance with the stars. Mm-mm. I'm still lost. Yeah, um, nobody can do the tango except for the professionals on Dancing with the Stars. I'm sorry. That's true. Yeah, a lot of the people that I pulled for to I did watch Dancing with the Stars for a while because. I just thought it was so fun, and you know, it, who doesn't want to see? you know, a former new kid on the block, try to like win a mirror ball. I like to get it. But um, yeah. It's funny. It was the one where they wear the mask. The one where they wear the mask is pretty funny. The mask singer. The mask singer. And now there's the mask dancer, which I think is going to be great. Oh, the mask singer one I thought was pretty funny. I mean, I didn't follow it, but like my mother-in-law would tell me about it all the time. <laughs> so I was kind of following it, but just like a lot of I people... would get like a two minute synopsis. synopsis mm-hmm. So I was yeah. like, this is perfect. And then when the <laughs> when the finale would come on, she'd pause it for me and be like, come on, I gotta see. Like, yeah. it was really, yeah. Like, if there was something really great happened when um, Sarah Palin was on, like, not a huge fan, but super hilarious. Like When who was, was on? The show. Sarah Palin. Oh, 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 okay. Um... Yeah, I only it's it's very like I like that it, I like that they have very like surprising people or whatever. Like I yeah. don't, I don't know. 
I can't. I don't even have time to watch TV. So I actually don't. I actually don't either. But um, yeah, I did. I did like Dancing with the Stars, and I was super happy when Heinz Ward won um, because, as everybody knows, I'm a huge uh, Steelers fan, and as everybody knows, I am a huge Steelers fan because my best friend lives in Pittsburgh, and they don't allow me to enter the city without saying that I'm a huge Steelers fan. So <laughs> they down they're really, really, really weird about that shit. So um, the last, uh, what led down this fucking weird reality show diatribe is that the Pittick Mansion was also designated, the designated finish line for the 13th season of the TV series, The Amazing Race. So that's the only reality show that I've ever wanted to be on. Carrie. I don't even know what it is. Hashtag gold. Why? Um, you like, I don't know. Gold, but there's a lot of running involved and uh, uh, way no. less running well, I mean, I, I, are accustomed to. I, don't know. I, I gathered we that much with this last race. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. It's going to be the amazing happy hour, is what we're going to be good at. We will fucking come in first every single time. So anyway, that's it, guys. That is the Piddick Mansion. Um, uh, I am going to say goodbye for Archie because obviously he couldn't he couldn't hang, mm-hmm. and it's actually I have nine hundred devices, but I can't find a single time on one of them. It's almost midnight here for me in North Carolina, and Archie was like, oh, "It's time to go to sleep. Good night." It's eight forty three in Phoenix. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I fully intend to make Archie eat some crow for this. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yes, so we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Piddick Mansion. We did it. um, I'm not going to edit it. I think this this ended up being pretty good. So I'm not going to edit it, uh, which I, I still have a little anxiety about, but we did pretty good. We did pretty good. We didn't stretch. I think we sit on topic fairly well. I think we did for us, especially. Yeah. Especially, I mean, me and you kind of not too bad. Right. Well, you know, whatever. Especially once Archie left. I mean, we were like fucking fantastic. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> um, and we really carried it once Archie left, uh, <laughs> which we didn't really have a choice because we didn't know he was leaving. But <laughs> truth, it's fine. Maybe this is a test he's putting us through. Um. So anyway, guys, yes, thank you so much for um, sticking with us through the hiatus. And uh, we hope you enjoyed last week's episode, which was Patreon content. And um, Patreons, thank you again for letting us borrow from your exclusive content. Um, We have a couple new episodes of Patreon content coming. So we have Archie's um, Conspiracy Theory, which should post here very soon. Uh, It's going to go up uh, this weekend, yes. Right. And then um, mine, my very first episode of doing. Yeah. Uh, Laura, uh, bless her uh, heart. Massacring my everything on my own, which uh, I am is. pretty sure I can take care of that. Um, yeah. She's going to do the research. Next. Yeah. It'll be about two weeks after that. So, yeah. Yeah. We have some really cool Patreon content coming. So, we do. We, we have stuff this weekend, then about another two weeks, we'll, you'll see some more stuff. So, yeah. Um, Now's the time we really want to judge Laura because she's going to do her own research. She's going to carry her own episode. Um, I mean, we threw you in the deep end like from day one. So, and this really should be totally easy for you. It should be very fun. 
I'm really excited about it. Yeah, yeah. So again, um, Laura, do you want to tell them? Do you remember? It's been a little bit of time, but do you remember where they can find us on social media? You can find us on H-O-A-H podcast at your favorite places on Spotify, Apple. Um, I don't know, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. We have our own website. If you can actually believe that shit, because I can barely get it. And now we're on the TikTok. We're on the TikTok. Uh, We're also on the Twitter. We are on the Twitter with the Tots at Thoughts. Um, yes, we're gonna. I'm gonna throw up some uh content this weekend for my trip to Austin, so I'll be throwing that up on the website or the TikTok. Yeah, I need to do stuff up on the Facebook, so yeah, I need to put some stuff up there from Myrtle's Plantation, La Lori, and um, so if you don't follow us on TikTok, uh, you should because it is the TikTok, and we're gonna be throwing up some extra stuff that we don't normally throw up um mm-hmm. yeah for sure and everywhere but we will put it on facebook too so yeah we'll put it on facebook instagram twitter all of that good stuff um again if you have a listener story um uh, or a listener suggestion you can certainly go to our website and submit that through our uh through our website and you can email us at hoah podcast at gmail.com we have Laura, we've got a lot of really fun, exciting stuff to bring the folks this year. Um, we're moving to YouTube this summer. We've already announced that. A um, lot of really fun um, things we're trying to come up with as far as like merchandise and things like that. Laura and uh, the History of the Hauntings most popular guest host jennifer you guys know her she's got a haunted house everybody wants to know what's going on with her ghost laura jennifer and i have an exciting announcement coming up in the next several months and uh yeah i think that's that on that we're going to do a lot more facebook lives a lot more tiktoks we're going to interact with all of you a lot more Plus, we're going to be doing a lot of traveling, I think, is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should drop out. That's on the itinerary. We're going to do being, be doing a lot of stuff from actual locations. Yes. Up. So mm-hmm. there's going to be not just the episodes, but we're going to be doing them from the haunted locations themselves and yeah. doing investigations on top of it. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of new stuff coming up. A lot of new mm-hmm. stuff coming up. And really, really I fun. think... Yeah, it's going to be a new, a whole new world when we add this to YouTube. So you guys will be able to watch us. Uh, be dumb. Not be just dumb. <laughs> when, yeah, when I'm describing a helicopter and the blades spinning around and around and around and around. And I actually like make the motion. You can see that mm-hmm. finally. Um, instead of me just doing this for Archie and Laura and expecting mm-hmm. their radio listeners to see it. Um but you can also still catch the episodes on your favorite podcast station if that's how you prefer to listen to us. So uh, I believe that's it. And um, yeah, brand new location, brand new location coming at you next week. And as always, Laura, we got to tell them they got to be safe out there because they never know who or what is listening. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye.